0: of one-half Radio Plaza at Life Media Studios. Hello, folks. Welcome back to Real Country Radio. Congratulations, Detroit. You can be thoroughly ashamed of yourself. The homicide tool has reached a nice even 750. Details on the latest leveling from Police Sergeant... Coming up now, we're going to start off the set with... Hitless tigers could use this guy's talents. Mount Clemens police have a 36-year-old man in custody. Seems he got home about 5 o'clock this morning from an all-night spree. That ticked off the little lady who unleashed a verbal barrage at the man. That apparently the last straw for him. He picked up his genuine Willie Mays power eyes lightning strike Louisville slugger baseball bat. And proceeded to hit a thousand on the woman's head. Pulled you up a chair and listen to this. All right. Loose and complete under skies, so smoky blue-green. I can't foresee a Dixie Ditchie, so we dance the sidewalk thing. My memory is muddy, what's this river that i am met. New Orleans is sinking, man, and I don't want to swear. My feet back up on the banks Looked up to the launder above And said, hey man, thanks Sometimes I feel so good I gotta scream She said, Goddy baby, I know exactly what you mean She said, she said I swear Yeah, New Orleans is sinking by the tragically hip. Uh, you know, that was a thing, wasn't it? Uh, you know, Hurricane Barry's coming in, and uh, New Orleans is going to be buried in all these floodwaters, and the apocalypse is coming to the Gulf Coast. And uh, yeah, that didn't happen, did it? Well, don't believe all the bullshit they're trying to feed you. That's all I can say. Welcome back to Sidetrack. Uh, This is going to be the last show for that intro. Um, It's going to change after this. We've got a new one coming. And uh, actually, after I finish this program, I'm going to be working on doing the production for that and uh, introducing that. Not only is audio for the lead-in to our podcast, it'll be service advertising that we can put out. It'll be a 30-second format to other venues, and it's also going to be, uh, done in a video format for the Facebook page and whatever else, you know, however else we choose to, to use that. So, um, look forward to that, uh, coming here in a couple of days today, we're not going to talk so much about the sport of pulling. We're going to talk about speed, pure, brutal speed, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. You've seen some, uh, Posts coming out of us through the Facebook page, and, and we mean to share some more of that directly through the, the website as we go, and uh, be remiss if I did not point out that we're coming to you tonight from the Drew Hooker Diesel Studios tonight. This is uh, Wednesday, July 17th, 2019. We'll have this show up this evening for you. It's going to be on the on the short side again. Trying to increase the frequency and uh, cut back on the length. For now, for now, for now, we'll see what the future holds. But uh, we're here in the Jerry Hooker Diesel Studios. This segment brought to you by Prime Diesel and Automotive out of Petoskey, Michigan. Walton Tracy Sheeman, your go-to in Northern Michigan for all things automotive, not just diesel. They have the uh, the ability to. They've got the same. Uh, hoist setup that uh, the DHD team had at uh, at UCC if you saw that they have the ability to to lift everything from your uh, Honda Civic Del Sol all the way up to your fire truck in the air and work on them with the same level of expertise and thanks to Prime Diesel Automotive and Petoskey for being behind Sidetracked here in 2019. So speed, what are we talking about? We shared the story um that the Utah legislature has agreed to put forth 5 million dollars of state funding for restoration of the Bonneville Salt Flats and 5 million dollars doesn't seem like a much in government circles and government realms and what the, the way they throw money around it, it really and it really isn't but it's a, it's a significant symbolically because this is the first time that uh, government has got behind Bonneville as in in terms of a preservation aspect, you know, it was, it was deemed a, uh, a national historic landmark and rightly so, but that's just, you know, the, here I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to conflate things. That was symbolic. Hmm. But the state actually putting $5 million in there and, uh, the, the, the effort that is going to get underway, it will not, really be felt or have an effect for Speed Weeks 2019 coming in August, and um, we will not be there. there, There's no plans for Sidetrack to be there for Speed Week 2019. Now, come Speed Weeks 2020, there just might be uh, that we can be there if... I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. If some of the changes that are going on around here can actually take place, that'd be fantastic. And we would love to bring that coverage to you. It's a, it's a bucket list deal for me to get out there and, and see this deal. But what is behind this is uh, Intrepid Potash. It's the name of a company that does the, the mining operations there on on the flats they are going to be put in the place of having to pump more salt brine back onto the flats. It's, it's, it is, it's a dry lake and it's a salt lake. The more brine that gets pumped out there, salt brine that gets pumped out there on that surface, that in turn evaporate, the the water evaporates out and leaves behind this salt crust, this thing that, that we race on. And, uh, beer this thing we and you know what look we're not here to push anybody into any kind of lifestyle but uh, i'm telling you what when we do this show we we do some drinking we have a good time if alcohol is not your favorite libation and if you're someone who struggles with that ball means do not feel compelled to follow me i'm here for you um if, if, Coke and coffee is your, your chosen thing, by all means, dude, do you, I, I love it. I'm hundred percent behind you, but that's how we roll here as it is. Anyway, uh, they're going to pump this brine back onto the surface and evaporation takes place, leaves behind the crust that we race on. And, uh, we someday, maybe I, you know what? The further we're going to get sidetracked again, because that's how this show goes. The older I get, the more I realize that my ability to compete at a high level and, and go to that grand national level as a puller, just it's it look, I made my choices in life. It isn't going to happen. And that's that's fine. And maybe even a piece of this property, this program, even precludes me from. Being at the highest level as an announcer, because uh, yeah, I'm not afraid to turn the spotlight on something I see. I'm not a total ass kisser, or a Kool Aid drinker, or whatever. I, I I've made I've I I made my peace with that. I've crossed the threshold of being 40 years old. I'm good with it. I, I know my place in this sport. I'm fine with it. If my place in this sport is right here in this basement of zero repute behind this microphone no one knows about and blasting this out to the four people that listen to it, that's fine. That's fine. I have made my peace with it. Um, But as I go, I'm less intrigued with the idea of of going pulling big time. I know I understand the commitment behind it. I, I get it. I It won't be me. I can't do that. I am fascinated by the legends tour and preserving some history and, and the ability to do that and, and, and live and share the history of the sport with people who maybe don't, aren't aware of it. That's important to me. I'm cool with that. But as a motorsports endeavor and as a place where my zero professional, zero collegiate training, excuse me, engineering mind gets challenged by things, it 110% happens in the realm of land speed racing and... If I could, I would. uh, Yeah, I would entertain the idea. If if I was in a financial position to do it, to create a competition vehicle, it would be to pick a class, pick a class record, pick something. uh, Whether it be Bonneville or with the ECTA and their new venue in Arkansas, wherever it is. And go for go for land speed class records, and ultimately I think it'd be sweet as hell to get in the 200 mile per hour club and the 300 mile per hour club. I, I'm not gonna sit there and say uh, I need to set an absolute record, or I'm not gonna I'm not gonna come at you with being arrogant and saying I need to be in the 400 mile per hour club or beyond. That's not no that that's not that's beyond what I could do, but to come up with something, go 300. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So back to our original story of the pledge from the state of Utah for funding to restore the salt flats. It's a, there's a physical limit, a finite limit to the space that they have there, but current conditions limit the space available to roughly an eight mile course and that includes space for acceleration getting through the time the mile and then safely slowing down there was a time in the past when the original bonneville courses were 13 miles long this restoration this 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 government funding this bill to restore Bonneville. The intention is to get back to the availability of a 13 mile per hour or 13 mile per 13 mile long course. This is not conducive to the ultimate land speed record because the salt is frankly too abrasive, too much of a thing that is, uh, I don't care how you have to run pneumatic tires over it because metallic tires will cut through the crust and you won't be able to control your vehicle. You have to run pneumatic tires in the realm of ultimate speed records. Bonneville has outstripped its usefulness in that sense. You have to, you're still gonna have to run a pneumatic tire because you can't cut through the surface. And even within that, there is heat threshold limitations as, as the tire spins and, and goes down the track. It's going to generate heat. And to go into the realm of ultimate land speed record, the thrust propulsion records, we're talking about tire wheel RPM limits. 10,000 plus RPM on a tire and it's, it's going, or, there isn't, there, there's not a rubber tire. There is not a rubber tire that can withstand that. And I, there's zero interest in my estimation from, from Continental, Michelin, Goodyear, Fires, I don't care who you name in trying to develop one that will, it just isn't there. Namely because they don't want to be associated with killing the poor faster driver that tries this at Bonneville. It's just outstripped itself. So that's why most of the absolute land speed records have come at places like Black Rock Desert in Nevada uh, on the playa. And that place has outstripped its usefulness due to other things, Um, environmental protection of the place Yet the same environmental protections of the place permit Burning Man Festival to take place out there and they just trash the place and uh, restrict the the runway that's available and yada, yada, yada. But, uh, you know, could BlackRock be a place that factors in the future? Yeah, maybe. But for, for now, it's not the case. Anyhow... They're looking to take this back from 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 eight miles that's available now out to thirteen miles. This will help teams like the the Vescos, Vesco team, and Turbinator, who we we were fortunate enough to visit their shop and 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 meet Rick Vesco and God, what a cool ass dude. Um, find that gallery, find find the prior uh, podcast. Actually, we're that's something new we're gonna do. We're gonna focus on that too. We're gonna I'll give you a link to where to find that in the description when we post this show to find that discussion about Vesco's place. They are going for uh, beyond 500 miles an hour wheel driven. That would be a record in its own right. They're doing it with a single turbine engine. So turbine power to make that happen. But uh, something new that came across our radar here even this afternoon uh, Valerie Thompson is going to get a seat in the Treat and Davenport Target 500 Streamliner for Speed Weeks at Bonneville, where they are going to try for some records, not just wheel-driven, because Vesco's with, with Turbin. They are able to honestly push a bit harder than the Piston guys are so far, un- unless technology catches up. But uh, Valerie's goal is to go for beyond 500 miles an hour, piston powered, which would be a record in its own right, and also be the first woman over 400 miles an hour, according to this. I'm a little dubious on that point. I, I I need I need to do some fact checking. I I don't believe necessarily that she'd be the first woman beyond 400 miles an hour. Well. They claim it as absolute. First over 400 as a woman, piston powered, yes, I will agree. First over 400 absolute as a woman. Eh, I'm a little dubious on that. and I'm not, look, we're, I'm not being sexist about this. I just, I'm saying I believe there's a woman who's done it. Ben beyond 400 on the ground. I've, I think that's a thing. So, we'll see. Um, I'm going to take a break right here. And uh, we'll come back with some more Speed Talk after this. This break is brought to you by Diesel Freak. All of our friends up there in Gaylor, Michigan, the Lone family, and uh, everything that they do, they are so invested in the, the sticker and, and t-shirt world. If you need something designed, if you need something merchandised for you, Get in touch with our friends up there at Diesel Freak. And beyond that, they have their 5,000 horsepower chassis dyno. If you're a semi-truck racer and this truck isn't going over the road at all, you're you you you're just going to go Quebec-style racing and doing some of this stuff. Man, those guys are so badass what they can come up with. They can help you with tuning in on your potential. And beyond that, the ultimate off-road Package, the Roxor from Mahindra. They have everything available for those in terms of suspension upgrades, chassis upgrades, cab upgrades, lighting, stereo, appearance, you name it. Diesel Freak is your go-to source to make that sort of thing happen. And lastly, for ourselves here at Sidetracked, we've got some photo galleries there. And I've got some more I've got to post for you here in the coming days and actually today even. If you want these images, people don't realize these images are for sale. 10 bucks gets you the full resolution image. I'll, I'll email it to you. And you do what you want with it as long as it's not for resale or commercial use. And if you're going to make a t-shirt based on the design, all I ask you is you hook me up with one. Uh, beyond that, it's yours to use uh, for for your own personal use. So that's something that's there for you. All right, welcome back to Sidetrack and continuing with land speed discussion. In terms of the absolute land speed record, the North American Eagle team has been active. The uh, formerly headed by Ed Shadel, Ed passed away here within the last year. That is a de facto. Air fuselage uh, F F one oh F one oh four, I believe it is, that is Sans wing but on wheels. They are active, they are looking to uh, make some moves here. The Rosco M- Roscoe McGlashan out of Australia and the Aussie Invader 5R, they are active as well. But the biggest news and it's a story we've been covering. The Bloodhound team out of England, the the Bloodhound SSC, which was purchased out of administration by a businessman in England who agreed to underwrite the effort. And it sucks because Richard Noble was the guy behind it. Richard was not able to secure the funding, and now he's, he's out. He's away from the project. Richard himself set the record with Thrust 2, in 1983, I believe it was, at the Black Rock Desert in excess of 700 miles an hour with jet power. And uh, I'm going to sneeze. Wait for this. <laughs> yeah. That feels better. Damn. Anyway. There's another one coming behind it. We don't edit here, folks. And we don't have cough buttons. Ah. Anyhow, he's been ousted from it, the project. And uh, Andrew Green has been retained as the driver of the car. And Andy is the current world record holder with Thrust SSC beyond Mach 1. Uh, again at Block Rock Desert with Russ SSC and uh, 777 some odd miles an hour was the the absolute record. It was above Mach 1.0 carry the decimal something. Um, Mach numbers again are dependent on ambient air conditions because it's a the speed of sound is dependent on. Um, air temperature, air density, it's a moving target. But the absolute number was somewhere in the 777 range. Anyhow, he'll be retained for driver duties on Bloodhound SSC. And the car did make some shakedown passes on an airport runway in England. Uh, They got it up to 220-plus miles an hour. They are going to the Kalahari Desert in South Africa in October specifically to a location known as Haxking Pan is the name of it. It's an alkali desert, much like Black Rock is, but bigger. Um, they have picked all the rocks out of the way, and the goal for October is to travel down there with the car. And much like they did with, with Thrust SSC when they went to Jordan before traveling to Black Rock Desert, begin some ramp-up trials and do some data logging and data mining and and figuring out where they're at. Um, They've had it 200 miles an hour on the asphalt runway. Excuse me, they're going to uh, go down there and put it on, um, I I believe they're titanium wheels now. Again, for the reasons we discussed, pneumatics cannot handle that rotational speed put it on these titanium wheels and start at 200 miles an hour and begin begin fifty mile per hour jumps every time with the stated goal of five hundred miles an hour this fall and 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 see what the car does, how it responds, what all the data points say what the data logging gives them and figure out for 2020, the, the next steps, which would be to reset the world land speed record above the speed of sound once more, and then ultimately push for the de- stated design goal of the vehicle to push for a 1,000 miles per hour on land. So if, if you're into big-time speed, it's an exciting, exciting time. And beyond that, in the next segment, we've got something else for you. But in the meantime, stand by for this from our partners at Diesel Freak. Our final segment is brought to you by Price Marketing Service. Dusty Price and the gang out of Indiana uh, running the Bacon Bits mini rod, but they're also beyond that. They're they're heavily involved in, in promoting motorsports and doing some of the same, same sorts of things that we are engaged in here. And uh, they want to highlight fill right pumps for all your transfer needs and also Pro Bell Bell Housings, the newest venture from SCS Gearbox, Craig Sage, and all the gang there doing some phenomenal things with SFI certified and safe bell housings and those offerings. I encourage you to check them out. Lastly, to do a speed is going to come back on pavement. There was a rumor placed with lots of lots of high high level drag racing sources shall we say and it does appear that this this leak came directly from Glendora from NHRA themselves about the possibility in 2020 of going back to 1320 drag racing in the nitro classes back to quarter mile could it happen i like a lot of the bullshit that has come out of NHRA in recent days. What the hell are the dogs barking at? I don't know. Uh, a lot, Yeah, they're reacting the same way that I would. A lot of the bullshit that came out vis-a-vis pro stock and the mountain motor classes and some of the shit that's been said about a Pro Mod and we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Yeah, yeah, yada, yada. It's probably much ado about nothing. But if it were possible at venues where the shutdown lane is long enough and the capacity is there to pull such a thing off, I am 110% behind the concept and even I'm behind the concept of shortening up even from a thousand feet and making some NHRA races for nitro classes an eighth mile. Because I'm not going to talk out both sides of my mouth and say, you know, safety matters. But then this, um, places like Pomona, where you do not have the shutdown space, they're, they're stretching the limits at 1,000 feet now. Yeah, maybe it should be an eighth mile. But some of these other venues, Phoenix and, and some other places the the, the the series travels to, where you've got all the shutdown in the world, where you could go to 1320, fine. Do it. I'm, I'm behind that option and the current, the current thinking in an HRA nitro racing is, oh my goodness, the expense, how the hell are we going to afford this? And the hand ringers come out and say, it takes a, basically a totally different car to do that and yada, yada, yada. There's guys in the the Laganas themselves have stepped forward who have done this at places like Martin, Michigan. Here, a place where you probably could run 13.20, but NHRA doesn't go there because there's not big enough grandstands and uh, whatever. Anyhow their contention was you know it's just it's just it's setup changes we 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 can do it it's it's clutch changes changes on the engine setup the engine doesn't change it's still the same there's already a final drive ratio spec by by NHRA by the by the circuits there are those who contend that Goodyear is not prepared to supply a tire that can handle that I don't know that that's true. If they were forced into a corner and had to, I think they could. If somebody was to step forward and say, we're going to pay for this, I still think that they could. So that's off the table. Realistically, what are the differences? Because currently the eighth mile measured speed record sits at 299 and decimal change. Because they're geared to run 1,000 feet, if if ultimate speeds are concerned, well, if, if everything went eighth mile, we'd be blowing through 300 miles an hour at eighth mile in nitro classes tomorrow if they were forced to run eighth mile because everybody would make the clutch management changes and the engine management changes to do that. They just would. The only reason it hasn't happened yet is because they still got to continue on from the six sixty out to a thousand feet, so it would be with the thirteen twenty. You're going to make your shit live to get into that next round, and that's the same. Here, here's here's an avenue for us to tie it back to the sport of pulling. Whether you're in favor of pull-offs, whether you're not, whether you think that the classes are 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 pushing boundaries or they aren't. If you create a paradigm whereupon you have to come back a la European pulling where sleds are set very easy, you can get through that first round, and then you got to come back in the pull-off and make it happen, You, we're going to see people adjusting for that shit right the fuck away. I mean right the fuck away. Otherwise, you are done. You're dead. You're gone. You are nobody. We got away from pull-offs here in this country. And, you know, I I said I wasn't going to talk pulling tonight, but this all ties back. We're going to get away from pull-offs in this country. We're going to go to floating finish line because everybody's just whining and crying, and I got to run twice tonight, blah, 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 blah. Well, you're not going to run your shit on kill, are you? You're not going to run your shit on kill if you know you got to come again. Oh, but I got to because that's all it's got to take to get through to the second round. That's going to, that, that philosophy is going to last about three weeks, about three. I'm not sure that the sanctioning bodies and the organizations that exist in the sport of pulling have the balls to stick to that and tell these guys, you know, what? fuck you. You're going to run your shit again. I'm not going to bow to your whining and crying. They've shown a willingness to do so, so far. And we're going to get to that program. That one's going to be ugly. We'll leave that there. I back to the 1320 thing for drag racing. I think it's a bunch of smoke and mirrors. It's a bunch of bullshit. It's a well-placed leak. An interesting idea. It foments discussion. Hell, We're a tractor pulling podcast, and here we are talking about it. I I happen to think it's a bunch of bullshit, and uh, it'll go the same way that the various adjustments in ProMod and the Mountain Motor Pro Stock and everything else is gone. It'll be forgotten about, and sometime in seven months from now, you'll go on the message boards and, Hey, what happened to the 1320 proposal? Yeah, yeah, forget about it. Ain't happening. Anyway, that's it for me tonight. You will find me tomorrow night on Mike in Hastings, Michigan, with West Michigan Pullers. We have uh, West Michigan Pullers, their full program, all their all their scheduled classes, plus a uh, a, a semi truck class. Um, I'm. I hate I hate to attach a name to it, but it kind of a shootout style deal. It doesn't have to be a street semi; it's uh, outlaw semi, I guess. And uh, that program's coming for that on on Thursday evening. Uh, the TTPA is six miles from me here, from from the Dirty Hooker Diesel Studios at Goodles, and they're going to have a good program there. I hope you'll, uh, if you're here on the east side of the state, you will frequent that event and check out what they're going to do. I will be, as I said, in West Michigan out at Hastings myself. And coming this weekend, I will be down in Plain City, Ohio, Saturday evening for FirePunks event at the at, at the, uh, the venue there in Plain City. And then on Sunday, the uh, Miami Valley Threshman's Reunion event antiques and farm stocks good time to see those guys that's part of the Iowa state antique tractor pulling association and i look forward to seeing all my buckeye friends down there um on on the weekend so that's it for me good night what the fuck is wrong with a short declarative sentence like good evening i'm bill bonds nothing is new good night